0: On this week's show, Nicola Whalen returns, and we're talking Wave Fest, a night of hardware, chip tune, and dance music. I almost died last weekend, and there's a Transformers comic book project that's being brought to life by fans, despite being rejected by IDW Publishing. All of that and more right now on Mike Seibert Radio. Welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host. And last year we talked all about Wave Fest, a night of hardware, chiptune, and dance music. And uh joining us on the phone now, returning uh to Mike Seibert Radio is Nicola Whalen. He is gonna tell us about this year's Wave Fest that is bigger and better and badder and all kinds of bigger than ever. It's a, it's an incredibly Stacked lineup with all kinds of cool stuff uh, going on there. Uh, but then we're also going to talk about uh, several other events coming up and other happenings with uh, Pacific Noise Works as we get closer to PAX West happening Labor Day weekend. Uh, so many activities involved that I couldn't keep it all straight. So I uh, I definitely wanted to uh, chat and catch up with Nicola Wayland about all of those things. And uh, uh, thank you so much for joining us on the show today.
1: Yeah, for sure. Thanks a lot for having me.
0: You're welcome. And you know, I I just set up that all of the things that we're going to talk about with regards to Pacific Noise Works and Pax West and MAGFest and Wavefest and and all of those things that we have coming up. But before we get there, it's been a a, a year since we chatted last. I wanted to take a quick set uh I wanted to take a quick second and uh congratulate you on the birth of your son earlier this year in January. Uh congratulations.
1: Oh yeah, thanks a lot. That was that was really great. I mean, it totally changed our lives and we're so happy. Um I like to say that he is a magfest baby because he was born January 5th, which was during Magfest. <laughs> I did not go, obviously. I prioritized uh being around the hospital and stuff, but sure. uh yeah,
0: that was great. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> that's uh, that's awesome. Magfest baby. I I love it. Um so let's uh so let's kinda set things back up a little bit. First of all, um let's talk about uh this year's upcoming Wave Fest, which again is going to be uh Friday, August twenty-third. That show is going to be at Substation. And uh before we kinda get into the lineup and and talk about this stacked lineup and all of these cool folks that are participating in this year's show, uh, could you kind of uh, give us a breakdown of what WaveFest is and maybe give uh, new listeners uh, that might be joining us for the first time kind of like maybe like a quick primer on on hardware uh, chiptune and uh, the style of music uh, that is going to be performed at WaveFest?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, So me personally, I got involved in the chip scene many, many years ago. 2012, uh, more or less, was when I started. Um, And chip tune is a genre of music that I love and like to promote. Uh, And when I moved to Seattle, I knew a lot of other people who did similar music, and we sort of wanted to build or rebuild a a scene in the area. And so we founded in in 2018 what we call Pacific Noiseworks. And we focus not just on promoting chiptune and putting on chiptune shows, but a lot of adjacent adjacent genres. So, for example, people who are working with modular synths or writing synthwave or writing other types of music that fits sort of the broader aesthetic that one might associate with chiptune. Um, So we're, we're not super focused on just chiptune. Uh, that sort of is my personal driving force. Um, but Pacific Noise Works really uh, tries to promote uh, all of these related genres and give artists, particularly locally, but also for big shows like this Wavefest, uh, nationally well-known artists, uh, a stage in, in Seattle to, to show their art. And so Wavefest is our annual uh, show. We do it once every summer. Uh, this will be our second time. Last year was extremely successful, and, and we're looking to do that again. Um, and, you know, we, we want to be known as the, the premier Seattle show for chiptune and, and various hardware I type genres
0: very cool so and and i i remembered when we spoke last year uh wave fest was really kind of like the culmination of a, a series of heat wave shows you know highlighting uh you know some some national acts as well as uh some local folks uh here in the scene um so let's um Let's let's kind of unpack uh, the lineup because I, uh, I I was going through it and uh, some of the names I recognize, but a lot of them are uh, very new to me and will probably be uh, new to our listeners. So uh, why don't we start there? Let's uh, let's talk about uh, some of the the cool folks that are going to be performing at uh, at Wave
1: Yeah. So um, like you mentioned, we, we had these heat wave shows too, and, and we try to promote uh, local and national acts. J- just to give a quick breakdown for those heat wave shows which are more regular, it's mostly local people. We try to get at least one national act in. But for this wave fest, what we're really trying to do is something more like half and half, so half local talent and, and half national. So you see that in the in the lineup, we have um, Azuria Sky. Uh, from California, we have Zen Albatross from New York. Uh, we have Lateralis from Idaho, not too terribly far. Uh, we have on visuals Drip from Michigan, uh, and then we have several uh, people from Washington or Oregon or fairly close. Um, so I, I can go through, you know, a, a couple of these um, cool musicians. For example, uh, the one I'm most familiar with, actually is Zen Albatross. I've been following her since, I don't know, almost 10 years when she performed at MAGFest a very long time ago. Uh, I've been really happy to see uh, her develop her art. She used to do a lot of Game Boy stuff and then more modular synth stuff, and now her set is absolutely you know, fantastic, always keeping me on my feet. Um, and then we have our local legend, Skybox, here from Seattle, uh, he's also going to be playing at Square Sounds Tokyo this year. So that's a big breakthrough for, you know, the Pacific Northwest. Wow. Although we also have performing at Wayfest Boa Constructor, who is also a Seattle legend and has is a, a veteran of, of Square Sounds Tokyo, which is one of the largest chip shows um, sort of annually in the world. So we're really happy that we're getting, you know, Pacific Northwest representation there.
0: Very cool that uh, again. That I, I I'm continually amazed by uh, one how robust the the uh, chip and hardware. Uh, uh, music scene here is in the Pacific Northwest as well as nationally and internationally. But these, uh, um, these shows that Pacific Northwest works put together, are just, uh, just so cool. And just such a, a, a great representation of that style of music. It's a lot of fun. Um, so, uh, next question I was gonna ask you before uh, before we get into kind of maybe setting the scene and painting a picture a little bit for what folks can expect when they go to wave fest uh, again that is going to be Friday August 23rd at substation uh, that's going to be in Seattle kind of near the the U district there um, but um are are you going to be performing at wave fest this year
1: no uh, so there's a couple of reasons for this. Um, one is, uh, a very positive thing. In my opinion, we're, we're mm-hmm. trying to n- not book people back to back. So I, uh, performed wave fest last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so it makes sense not to perform this year. Um, the flip side of that is skybox did not play last year. Uh, and so I sort of insisted he has to play this year. And in my opinion, he's like, uh, the core of the Seattle scene, although, you know, we're, we're all doing our part. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I've, got, I've got some cool things going on. Uh, some of it is kind of under wraps, and some of it I can talk about in, in a little bit. Um, but, short answer is, is, I will not be performing at This Way Fest.
0: Okay. Well, that's, uh, again, it's a, uh, as you said, it's a, it's a good problem to have, you know, it's a, uh, it, there, there is a, uh, positivity, uh, to be had there, but I, uh, you know, as, as a fan, I, I really enjoy your stuff. I, I like how, you know, you, you incorporate, uh, you know, like, a, a Game Boy music along with, uh, uh electric violin and, and all of the other cool stuff that you do. I mean, I mean, you're an incredible performer. Um, so, uh, so yeah, like you said, we'll uh, we'll get into some of the stuff that that you're uh, that you're up to in uh, just a little bit. But for now, let's um, let's talk about what folks can expect. When they go to a Wave Fest show, because it's, uh, for for my imagination, it's it it's it's a wholly unique experience. You know, it's like folks go to uh, concerts or you know maybe local shows with like you know their 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 favorite uh, tavern band or things like that. Um, Heat Wave obviously is is different, and then uh, Wave Fest is obviously uh, um, a step up from that. So let's talk about what folks can expect when they uh, uh, when they attend WaveFest.
1: Yeah, for sure. So um, one really cool thing about WaveFest is although it's only one night uh, at substation, the lineup is totally packed. So we are fitting this time seven artists on. One is doing, or two, two are doing uh, a double set, so six sets. Um, that's for musicians. And in addition, we have, Uh, two visualists uh, who are going to be doing, like, really amazing live visual art for you guys. Um, One is, like, super specialized in awesome pixel art. The other is super specialized in super glitchy uh, analog art. So, I mean, that'll blow you away, Uh, or at least it blows me away. Uh, And we we like to make a, a really nice, inclusive atmosphere. We find that's very important, especially within our scene, um, the larger nerd scene sometimes gets a, a bad rap for um, very legitimate reasons, and we're trying to, you know, uh, be uh, really conscious of that. Uh, some other really nice things I, I want to point out um, that are different than other shows I've, I've seen. Uh, we've made an effort to work with a venue that's very accessible, so accessibility sh- shouldn't be a concern for people um, who might have second thoughts. There are no stairs. There's seating everywhere. It should be really nice and comfy. Um, and yeah, again, it's just like a really open, intimate, inclusive scene. Uh, you know, lots of hugs going around. Uh, <laughs> it's a good time. For the, in terms of the lineup, it'll totally keep you on our toes. Like uh, just the, the whole wide spectrum of chiptune and hardware music on display in one night. It's going to be fantastic.
0: Very cool. And again, that is Wave Fest, a night of hardware, chip tune, and dance music, uh, hosted by Pacific Noise Works. That is going to be at Substation. Uh, that is going to be on Friday, August twenty third. Uh, looks like doors open at eight, or is that is that when the uh, show starts?
1: Doors are at eight. The musical start at eight thirty.
0: Okay, very good. And then uh, if folks were interested in getting tickets, where would be a good place for them to go?
1: So the best would be on the Facebook event page. There's a link uh, to get tickets there. The tickets are are by Eventbrite. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also get tickets at the door for, I think something like two bucks more, but you know you save a little bit if you if you get these tickets through um, through the site.
0: Very good, and that'll be through the Facebook event page. Um, I'll have that linked up on my page at Mike cyber Radio, and I'll uh, share that uh, several times throughout uh, uh, throughout the time leading up to Wave Fest. Um, so yeah, save save a couple bucks. Uh, uh, go through uh, go through Eventbrite uh, pre. Uh, uh, do uh, do that pre-sale, pre-order, uh, 10 bucks for a stacked lineup of uh, all kinds of great, awesome artists, as well as those impressive visuals. It sounds like it's going to be um, a night to remember and a whole lot of fun.
1: Yep, that is the plan
0: all right so uh switching gears a little bit um so there's a couple other events coming up uh that that you and pacific noise works and all kinds of other cool folks are uh going to be involved with uh later down the line later in the month uh pax west is coming up uh labor day weekend uh that of course being at the uh, washington state convention center um they'll always have uh, tons of events uh related to that, but it looks like, uh, there's, um, uh, at least as near as I can tell a couple different, uh, nerd music related, um, events. Uh, could you kind of, uh, kind of break it down for me and let folks know kind of what, uh, what, Musical fan opportunities, uh, folks might have when they uh, when they come into town and attend packs.
1: Yeah, for sure. There's uh, a ton going on, as you say. And to be honest, it, it's hard for me to keep straight. Two, the three big things that you can do um, are PAX has a main stage. Uh, they they rent out an amazing stage. I believe it's at the the Paramount this year. I would have to double check.
0: Yes, that's um, correct. But they're
1: going to have some. Awesome, great. They're they're gonna have some great headliners um there on uh Saturday night and uh, I'd have to double check maybe Friday night as well. Uh what I'm directly involved with is going to be at Pax all four days in the convention center and that is a jam space that is put on by Magfest. So I, I also volunteer with Magfest and Pacific Noiseworks, in particular, has its own showcase on Friday at that jam space. But the jam space has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine stacked blocks of music spread over the four days of PAX. And then the the last sort of type of show you can expect to see around PAX is tons of really cool, awesome after parties. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that I'm playing one. A bunch of friends are playing uh, another one on Saturday night that's chiptune themed. Um, There's a plethora of them to, to check out.
0: Gotcha. So I'll uh, um, I, I'll do a little more digging, and maybe uh, maybe offline you can shoot me some links to some other stuff too. Because like uh, the thing I've got in front of me now is the uh, PAX West Nerd Music Showcase. Uh, that's going to be happening on Friday the thirtieth uh, at LoFi, and it looks like that's a show with uh, Death Star and yourself and a couple other folks. Um, yeah, I
1: think yep, that's, that's right. That's that's the the after party that uh I'll be playing at. Um there's gonna some something like half chiptune, half nerdcore ish. Be a
0: great night for everyone. Awesome, and, and, yeah, and it, that looks like a, a really killer lineup as well. I mean, you've got a, a nerdcore legend, uh, Shape for the Dark Lord. Uh, yeah, all, all kinds of cool folks. That that looks like that is going to be uh, definitely a killer show during uh, during PAX weekend. And you know, I I, I kind of wanted to loop back around to the stuff that uh, that you'll be doing at PAX uh, with regards to the uh, uh, Magfest uh, uh, sponsored music showcase. It Reminds me, at least in concept, of what uh, Emerald City Comic Con did a couple years ago with kind of their their uh, nerd music alley uh, stage and kind of uh, uh, setup area. Which, which uh, uh, to remind listeners that that's where you and I met and actually got uh, uh, first got connected. Um, but so so, could you kind of compare and contrast a little bit, maybe what this uh, this music spotlight area? Uh, with MAGFest at PAX, uh, how that how that kind of compares with uh, maybe what Music Alley was at, at Emerald City.
1: Yeah, for sure. So there's definitely a lot of similarities in the concept there. Um, uh, some key differences, uh, MAGFest has been putting on a, at their main event, this uh, room called Jam Space. And that's sort of one thing that has been very unique to MAGFest. It really is just a room where you can go jam. Um, they have a bunch of uh, instrument setup. You can bring your own plug-in jam with other people. Play VGM. Play not VGM. Um, and that at MagFest uh, traditionally is like a 24/7 uh, type deal. But when MagFest has sort of started to bring that unique type of setup to other conventions like PAX, they've been doing it at PAX East for many years, and and now PAX South as well. Um, uh the the format is roughly the same except there's a much bigger emphasis on these sort of blocks of of curated um artists performing uh, to sort of draw people in and uh let let them know what we do at the jam space and then after they check out the set you know the artists often stick around, and then people from the audience can go up on stage and jam with them like that is just the most fun thing that you know Magfest has been able to do so at emerald City comic con, uh, I was really happy to to see and be a part of their music alley because that sort of gave a similar space for musicians to uh, interact with fans and interact also with people who who might not know them at the time. Um, then they can give their performances. So, uh, you know, in that sense, they're very similar. They have this intimate setting that you don't necessarily get from uh, one of the main stages at any of these types of cons. Um, But what sets the jam space apart is that in between this curated material, it's all open jam. Anyone can go on stage, pick up an instrument, and just do whatever they want.
0: That's really cool. that That sounds like a lot of fun, and um, kind of something as a uh, breath of fresh air and something different for folks that are going to be attending packs. Um, yeah, just just hanging out and watching people jam. That that seems really really cool.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm super stoked. I'm going to be bringing lots of sheet music from video games for anyone who you know wants to read along instead of uh, by ear or whatever and you know, we're, we're really preparing for a, a very good time.
0: Awesome. And, uh, remind me if I, if I didn't ask already, uh, what, uh, what capacity, uh, will you be in, uh, with, with regards to this, uh, jam space and, and all of that happening at, at PAX? you do you, do you have a table or are you officially representing something? How, uh, how, how do you fit into all this?
1: So I'm um uh one of the two people who who uh how, how do I say this? Spear spearheaded, I think you say. Oh sure. Uh, spearheaded yeah. this um uh I more or less was able to to book um most of these artists here that, that you might see. Jeez, there's a lot. I'm trying to count them now. It's like <laughs> over twenty or something. Oh my goodness. Um, wow. Yeah. It's it's pretty insane. I know in terms of actual individual performers, there's going to be over 70, uh, so that's amazing. Um, right, so I helped a lot with the booking. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be volunteering there the whole time except for Friday night when I have um, that show um, that you had mentioned at, at Lo-Fi. Okay. Uh, I'll be running sound. Uh, one of my bands is playing, so I'll be playing uh, in a... Actually, it's a funny story, if you have time for yeah, a story. Absolutely. Uh, I love stories. <laughs> so, so how did this happen? Um, we were booking all these awesome people. The Nerdcore lineup is totally stacked. The Chiptune lineup is totally stacked. And we have some big names in VGM. But we wanted uh, another VGM uh, band or two. And so the head of the jam space messages on Facebook or does a comment or whatever one of those things and says, hey, Nicola, can can you uh, make a VGM band? And I was like, yeah, I guess. And someone else, uh, a friend of mine, sure, commented, oh, we should make a, a Klezmer VGM band. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I guess we're making a Klezmer VGM band. And so we did, and we're playing on, <laughs> on Sunday. Um that was that was wow talk about signing up for a lot at the yeah. last minute no kidding
0: so so let me get this straight so so you and a couple others have conjured a video game music supergroup at a at a ad just based on an idea
1: yes and to be fair this is like super classic magfest culture because a lot of performers, at jam spaces, at MAGFest over the years, have spontaneously just made bands. Some, some of the best uh, names that you know mm-hmm. were formed at a jam space. Oh my gosh, so, that, that's amazing. Yeah. That, so if that happens again this year, you know, a bunch of um, attendees get up on stage, start jamming out, are like, hey, let's let's make this a band. Then, hey, Seattle's got more VGM
0: yeah which which again, as we've talked about before, is is a pretty thriving scene. Uh, what would you say it is about you know the the Seattle area kind of Pacific Northwest that that makes it so conducive? To you know I either video game music or uh, uh chip tune, or you know, I mean, I, you know we we've talked a lot about uh nerd music and how there's a, a pretty decent nerd music community, but it seems like there's even more uh of uh, folks, you know, taking their old Game Boys and Famicoms and Nintendos and turning those insta- into instrumentation, maybe even more so than just kind of traditional uh, uh, nerdcore, nerd rock type music. Uh, why Why do you think that might be?
1: Well, it's definitely because of Pacific Noise Works, right? We've definitely done everything. I'm just kidding. I'm totally, totally kidding. Um, <laughs> but, but you could it, say that that's all, a result of that. Yes. So, you know, you have these cool people doing awesome things. Uh, sometimes they're not out in the spotlight, and it takes uh, a coalition of musicians like Pacific Noiseworks to sort of bring those musicians to the forefront. Um, one reason that Seattle uh, is definitely you know, really down with the game scene, down with the chiptune scene, is we we even have a lot of industry here, you know? The video game industry is, as a whole, totally thriving in, in the area. We've got sure. Nintendo, we've got Microsoft, we've got Valve. Um, so there's a genuine interest from uh, the interest and love of this type of music and, and whatnot in the area.
0: Interesting. Uh, and Yeah, I mean, when, when you break it down like that, that, uh, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so I guess at this point, let's, uh, let's, I guess, continue to look forward and even further beyond, uh, it's already been an incredibly, uh, busy year for my guest, Nicola Whalen, but I guess let's talk about what's, uh, what's further on the horizon for not just for, uh, Pacific noise works, uh, but also, uh, yourself as an artist, what, uh, uh, what can we look forward to, uh, maybe in the fall and beyond?
1: Yeah, for sure. So, um, this will all tie in, of course to to the shows that I'm helping to put on um i I just released a single, so you should check that out on Bandcamp, where i finally got the courage to record myself and my live is instrumentals that <laughs> sort of took a bit of i don't know uh something uh so I've got violin on that, I've got guitar on that, and of course the the main everything is going through a game boy um mhm. So that's really cool. I got that process down. So as an artist, my next step is, hey, look, I could do it for one song. Let me do it for my other, you know, 20 songs. And I'm going to be releasing a full length probably early next year because, um, you know, August and September. In September, Magwest is going down at um, San Jose in the Bay Area. So I'm going to be there for that these two months are just totally stacked, totally packed. I'm not going to try to find time to record. Sure. Um, I will say that with this new band, uh, that I formed for this, um, PAX show that we are working on a couple things. We're working on a track for a very cool album. I can't talk about yet. Okay. And then, you know, we'll probably be working towards an EP, you know, some, some debut release. Um, so for myself personally, though, those are the big things going on. This, this new track with my band for an album EP later down the line and then a Game Boy release in early 2020. Um, for Pacific Noiseworks, uh, I really want to give a shout out to everyone. If you are interested in any way uh, in this music, definitely reach out to us on uh, Facebook or Twitter or instagram i think we're pretty much everywhere we even have an email address so if you do it more old school (laughs) Uh, because we want we want to book um more talent more local talent and we're thinking about starting a new uh slightly smaller more intimate uh type show for showcasing new talent so if you're brand new never played before only only have three four tracks um, you know, come talk to us. We we want to help uh, build the scene and, and grow everyone in the area as as an artist.
0: Very cool. Now uh, another thing that I that I I was just going through uh, the Pacific Noise, Noiseworks Noise Works Facebook um a bit. It looks like you have a uh, application form for volunteers for the uh, Magfest Jam space. Uh, uh, do you want to talk about that for a few?
1: Yeah. So um, that's probably going to close pretty soon, so definitely hop on that. But if you are able to volunteer for uh, a few hours every day, say three, four hours for uh, every day, we can get you a, a PAX Pass, and we will uh, guest list you at the next Heat Wave show. So those are the perks that we're throwing in there.
0: Wow. That's that's pretty cool. That's Because uh, yeah. uh, as we all know uh, – Pax passes can be tricky to come by. If, uh, if you didn't get on that, like within the first 20 minutes of them going on sale, you were, you were left out in the dark. So that's, uh, uh, that's a really cool way to, to volunteer, uh, in a space that is really cool and get, uh, get some great exposure and yeah, no, that, that sounds awesome, but yeah, uh, don't snooze on that. Uh, um, that is going to be on the Pacific noise works, uh, Facebook page, a Google doc. Um, I'm not going to put a note uh, link in the show notes because probably by the time you uh, you get the opportunity to do it the opportunity might be closed so uh, act quickly <laughs> yeah um, all right well um, well, I I gotta tell you this is uh this has been a uh, a pleasure catching up and hearing about all of the cool stuff uh that we've got going on uh so much stuff going on obviously uh, starting with a uh, Wave Fest that is going to be uh, coming up on Friday August twenty third at Substation that is going to be the uh, second annual uh night of hardware chip tune and dance music um, and then. Obviously, uh, we've got PAX Weekend coming up uh, with the um, the MAGFest Jam Space uh, that's going to be at PAX West for uh, convention attendees. Uh, a variety of after parties, which, you know, like I said, I'm, I, I might do some homework later and see if I can find some other links, but the one I definitely want to mention here is uh, the PAX West Nerd Music Showcase that is going to be on Friday, August 30th at the lo-fi. And again, this is, uh, I, you know, if I'm not working, I'm going to make my way to this show because it is is just an incredible lineup uh, featuring Schaefer the Dark Lord, uh, Lex the Lexicon Artist, uh, Death Star, and of course, uh, Nicola Wayland, and so many more. That show is free if you have a PAX badge, or uh, for everyone else, like myself, um, uh, that's uh, that's going to be $10. Uh, the show kicks off at 7.30. That is 20. Uh, 21 and over um and then again like uh, like we were talking about Nicola Whalen's got all kinds of cool stuff uh coming up in uh, the the future both near and far as well as Pacific noise works uh, but yeah man it's a it's a lot it's a it's a really good time to be a fan of this type of music here in the Pacific Northwest
1: yes absolutely.
0: So while I've still got you, you know, that that was uh, that was the uh, stuff that we were initially going to talk about. Is there um, while I've got you on the line, anything that you want to shout out or anything that we haven't talked about uh, that you think might be uh, interesting to folks that that might be listening?
1: Yeah, for sure. So um, I guess I'd like to give a shout out for Mag West. Uh, so MAGFest is sort of very well-known and mm-hmm. uh, an awesome, gigantic con um, uh, convention, not the other kind of con. <laughs> <laughs> but Matt, <laughs> I ju- it just sounded weird I when just, I said it.
0: Um, I just, I, and it tickled my funny boat. I didn't mean to laugh yeah. that hard at it, but it was just, it's like, no, the, the other kind of con, <laughs> the good kind. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Um, but MAG West is their sort of West Coast uh, version of that, and it's going to happen at San Jose in September, so 13 to 15, um, or 12 to 15, rather. Uh, and, you know, if you like MAGFest, if you like BGM, but you can't get all the way out to the East Coast, you know, this is not right next door in Seattle or anything, but it's just a little bit down the coast. And uh, if you like uh, what we've been talking about tonight and are able to get out there, that's another great opportunity to see amazing vgm talent and chiptune and nerdcore and and all related genres
0: that sounds really really cool um so um so nicola whalen before we close out could you let folks know wow this is going to be complicated because uh there's there's going to be a lot to let folks know i was going to say well first let's start with uh where folks can can connect with Pacific Noise Works out on the internet and uh, go from there, uh, including where folks can find your stuff and how they can connect with everybody out on the social medias. But yeah, let's uh, let's start with uh, Pacific Noise Works and let uh, let folks know to go to WaveFest.
1: Fest. Yeah, for sure. So Pacific Noise Works, our our typical handle is a Pac Noise Works, so P A C Noise Works, because uh, Pacific Noise Works gets too long for some sites. So you can find us with that handle on, on Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, you can find us on uh, Facebook, and you can get all sorts of uh, contact information from those sites. I guess we have the SoundCloud, too, where we put some promo stuff. Um, so, yeah, if you Google Pacific Works or check out on any of those sites, you'll definitely find us, and we're really good about replying if you have questions or you want to work with us, et cetera. Um, so so, check us out there.
0: Is there a website? And then
1: for well, there is no dedicated website. Okay. Um, I I've, I've been thinking about that. You know, Pacificnoiseworks.com. dot um, uh-huh. Maybe I should just buy that so no one else does now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, but there, there's there's enough with all of these various social media sites that you know it's it's very easy to reach us. But yeah, having a dedicated website is definitely on the horizon.
0: Well, and, and I've been digging the content that's been up on the Pacific Noise Works uh, Facebook, you know, with the, the artist spotlights and, you know, learning more about uh, a lot of these cool folks that are going to be participating. It's a, it's a great resource for that. So, if folks wanted to uh, connect with you specifically, you know, learn more about uh, the music that you've got up and available for folks, including your, uh, your brand new single, uh, where can folks go to do that and where can we connect with you on social media?
1: Yeah. So, the new single is at Nicola.band, uh, sorry, Nicola um, I'm also on Facebook. You can hit me up on my personal account if you want. My music account is just called Nicola Whalen. Uh, you know, if you search for it, you'll inevitably find my personal account too, which mm-hmm. is totally cool. Um, I, don't, I don't take Facebook too terribly seriously. Uh, the, I'm on Twitter as well. Again, Nicola Whalen. I just started an Instagram, actually. Um, I'm sort of behind on the times. And Instagram wouldn't let me use the name Nicola Whalen, so I'm Nicola Whalen 2 on Instagram. Oh, really? Weird.
0: (laughs) That's strange. I wonder if it was taken or
1: something. So, I mean, I did the various checks online and no one said it was taken. I guess Nicola Whalen is just not an okay name to use on Instagram. Strange. Uh, (laughs) I mean, they, they don't have the ability to check every single person's account, so it's totally cool. Um, uh, oh, I have tons of songs on SoundCloud, probably more than I should. Um, <laughs> so you can check out Niccolo Whalen at SoundCloud as well. Very
0: cool. And, uh, before we let you go, any, uh, any particular shout outs or love you want to send, uh, to folks way that we haven't mentioned? Uh, cause I, I know we talked about a lot of the, the groups and the folks in the lineup, but yeah, any, uh, any remaining shout outs? Uh, cause you know, everybody loves hearing their name, uh, on a podcast. Uh, anything else before, uh, before we part ways for now?
1: Yeah, well first of all a huge shout out to you for, for doing this. Like this has been really cool. I always like chatting up chatting it up with you, so uh that's a big one. Uh well, also well, thank I mean you. I gotta give a
0: well, and and actually, sorry to interrupt, but yeah, no, I mean I, this is a ton of fun. I, I, you know, the the thing that I enjoy most about doing these podcasts is uh, connecting with folks in the scene, learning new stuff, and sharing that, you know, with with a potentially a uh, new audience as well as as giving you folks, you know, Pacific Noise Works and anybody else, you know, a, another item that you can say, hey, you know, we we were on a podcast, we talked about this. Thing. here's here here's another arm of promotion you know because that's that's what we're all trying to do in the scene is just kind of trying to uh, support each other help each other out and kind of kind of raise that awareness as as best as we all can in our 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 own little spaces
1: <laughs> yeah and and that's really important for for scenes like this um where basically everything is DIY we we you know don't have giant corporations backing us we just you know do. Do what we do out of the love of it.
0: Absolutely. I mean, we wouldn't be here if we didn't love it. So I uh, I apologize for interrupting you. You've uh, you've uh, got some shout outs that you wanted to share.
1: Oh, yeah, that's fine. Just, you know, um, the typical crew, uh, Skybox has been amazing in all of this, curating amazing talent for, for Pacific Noiseworks events. Uh, Graz is one of the most supportive members in the scene. Definitely check out his music. Um, Kino as well. She's been extremely... Uh, wonderful in getting uh, the art that we use at Pacific Noise Works um, out there. Uh, let's see who else. I have to give a shout out to Ty, who who is putting you know this Pax Jam space together. Uh, I throw at him, I say, hey, we got to book these fifteen people, and then he figures out how to how to make that work. So uh, all of this is a very collaborative effort. Um, you're doing your part. I'm trying my best to do my part. Uh, I mean, these things are going to come together and and make nights nice to remember for everyone.
0: Very cool. And uh, you know, I, I was just going through uh, uh, some last couple notes. Uh, but did we talk about the uh, the flyer and poster art for Wavefest? Fest? I, I don't. I meant to uh, ask you, but I don't think I did.
1: No. Right. So um, we put that uh, information also uh, on the Facebook event page. The art is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, we have uh, various social media versions with different you know, sizes, but we also have the main poster. And uh, we might have posters uh, to sell at the show. We do that sometimes, too. Um, but, yeah, the art is done by Rory Francis. And their info is all up on the Facebook page too. There's the website and uh, the Twitter account there mm-hmm. with links. So um, yeah, Akino, who is our uh, sort of art director for our stuff, uh, worked closely with them and other and all of our other artists to you know get this fantastic art um, for for our flyers. I also, I guess, I want to also give a shout out to uh, Emmy Toyonaga. She did the art for the PAX West Jam Space Flyer, which just dropped yesterday, and it's absolutely gorgeous as well. Uh, So, you know, musicians, visual artists, um, uh, non-live artists, we we try to support everyone in the scene as best we can.
0: Well and and that gets back to a little bit of what what we were talking about a moment ago is that like you know we're all in the scene together you know it's all it's all DIY and we're all just kind of trying to uh support each other as best as we can and it's cool when these uh different collaborators come together with their own unique art and and makes for something really really cool i uh i i just happened to uh grab a copy of the stranger not too long ago i was like oh hey way fast that's pretty cool <laughs> I, th- I thought that was yep, pretty neat we that, that. They're-
1: we got it we got it in the stranger yes <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's a pretty cool accomplishment that's awesome so. yeah all right, man well I uh um, again this is this has been an absolute blast it's always fun talking to you we uh we'll, we'll definitely have to do it again uh perhaps sooner than uh wave fest 3 uh coming uh coming next year you know maybe uh maybe when you've got uh the the new fill, full length and and some other stuff uh but yeah no it's it, it's always a pleasure and it's always fun uh to kind of uh, talk about this scene because it's something that you know I I'm not, you know, uh, super into as you know, as a, uh, but I, I, I just love the concept and I know a lot of folks listening are, are super into it as well. It's uh, it's, it's great fun.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Anything else in particular, uh, that, uh, any final words, uh, before, uh, uh, before we go our separate ways for now?
1: Uh, come, come to Wayfest. there
0: it is there it is and again that is going to be wave fest a night of hardware chiptune and dance music friday august 23rd at substation be there and be square it's going to be a lot of fun uh nicola whalen thanks again for taking the time to jump on with us and we'll talk again soon okay
1: yeah thanks really appreciate it
0: Here's Nicola Whalen's new single, 8-Bit Hypnotized. You're listening to Mike Seibert Radio.
2: Everybody likes you. Let's show Mike some love. Right into the mailbag at micsyberadio at gmail.com. And of course the spelling on that is S-E-I-B-E-R-T. You got mail. Everybody loves you.
0: And before I tell the story about my adventure last weekend, let's close things out with some shout-outs. So real quick, congratulations to Lucia Fasano, who wrote and performed our theme song you heard earlier, on the successful Kickstarter for her upcoming second album, Best Friend Forever, an album about growing up and learning who you can trust, good friends, bad friends, and electric indie rock music. And in other Transformers news, the script for the first issue of Transformers reanimated is now available for download. Now, you might have heard about this uh, project already because the website actually crashed uh, when th- when they first uh, published uh, the post with the actual script. But uh, Transformers Reanimated, it's a fan fiction project written by Yoshi from the Transmissions podcast and uh, Greg T, who is the host of the Unfunny Nerd Tangent podcast featuring art from Casey Collar with uh, colors by Tom Belong uh, from their rejected script submitted to IDW publishing uh, based on the original cartoon series. The Transformers reanimated bridges the gap between the end of the seminal second season and the 1986 movie that defined the childhood of millions, uh, myself included. I, I would throw myself uh, amongst those millions. And I, I think that that particular era, that's one of the most Fertile and untouched areas of uh, uh, Transformers storytelling. Uh, lots of stories to be told there. And the uh, the script that they've published is a lot of fun. It really captures the feeling of kind of like some of those uh, classic uh, late season two episodes. Uh, you can check out the script for yourself at their website, TransformersReanimated.com, uh, where you can read the script. You can see the art. Uh, Casey Collar did the cover as well as... Uh, uh one page of uh, sequential art um as as uh comic book art um and, and all kinds of other cool bonus materials as well, uh, behind the scenes materials, uh, including their submission and rejection letters from IDW publishing, who obviously holds the license to do transformers comic books. Uh, this, it, it's a really exciting project, uh, tons of questions, uh, and during next week's podcast, Episode 229. Greg and Yoshi are actually going to be my guests, and we are going to talk about it because uh, uh, turns out this project will actually be continuing beyond the first issue that's been published, uh, that they have up now. They, uh, they have several more scripts there in the can. They're looking for artists, uh, to help complete them. And it seems like this is something that they want to, uh, continue on with and hopefully, uh, spin it off into something more. So if you've got any questions, uh, that you would like me to ask, uh, Greg and Yoshi about, transformers reanimated when i have them on hit me up i'll actually be talking to them uh this coming saturday uh august 17th so i i would say if you have questions that you would like me to ask about the project uh get them into me uh by saturday morning and i guess to put a time on it let's call it um uh, noon pacific time so that gives you until like three eastern or wherever you're at plenty of time <laughs>
2: Call the Mike Cyber Radio voicemail hotline, 231-224-MIKE. And for you young'uns that don't know how the letters work on a phone, that's 231-224-6453. Get off my lawn.
0: And Finally, before I get out of here this week, I want to uh, very uh, briefly, I, I suppose, uh, tell the story about how I almost died over the weekend. I don't know why I'm laughing about it. Um, so so basically what, what happened was uh, Lucky's niece uh, has, a, has a campground down in Mossy Rock, and uh, last year she invited us down uh, to uh, go kayaking in the lake. You know, and and you know, y- you watch our stuff on Facebook, so you kind of see the the adventures that Lucky and I get into. In fact, it was kind of funny. We were uh, just at um, uh, cousin's wedding a couple weeks ago, and that's like the first thing that people say when uh, when they roll up to us. Oh, you guys look like you're just having such a great time! Uh, you know, just uh, just having your adventures. And really what it is, I mean, you know, we we just got back from Niagara Falls and from Toronto and, you know, we do a lot of tourist stuff. You know, we call it adventures, quote unquote, but really it's, you know, it's just kind of doing touristy stuff, you know, riding Ferris wheels, riding go-karts, mini-golf, things like that. But um, every once in a while, true adventure uh, comes our way like it did uh, last year when Ashley took us out on the lake and you know, it it was fine. It was fun. It was, it was peaceful. We had, you know, picnic lunch and the dog hung around with us and, and great times were to be had. So I think that's kind of what I had in my imagination when she reached out to us to see if we wanted to kayak down the river. And we're like, all right, cool. So we, uh, we hook up with, with with Lucky's niece, uh, Ashley, and a, a handful of uh, other friends and other folks, there were uh, seven of us total, and we uh, we go on this adventure to uh, go uh, kayak down the Cowlitz River. Um, now, uh, Lucky and I are not what I would consider to be experienced kayakers. Uh, in fact, I think that time that we went out on the Calm, still lake. Uh, um, last year was, I think, probably our first time kayaking. So, you know, all, all the talk of adventures. You know, we're we're not we're probably not as true adventurers as um, I would like to think. So, um, so we get down to the boat launch where we're gonna put our kayaks in the water. Um, you know, and and. The river looks like it's it's moving um, at a decent clip, and basically it's you know you you don't have to you know uh, use your oars to paddle or really to to get momentum. It's really just kind of like to kind of keep yourself straight as you're following the river. Now, before we got in, we were talking about like you know like uh, there there are parts where there are some rapids. Now, uh, back in my Niagara Falls episode, I talked about like, uh, you know, like the class six rapids that we saw out on the, uh, when, when we were like in the, uh, a rocket boat. And so I, I don't know what class these were. I would say they would be maybe class one at best. I mean, the, you know, they were just kind of like fast moving rapids in certain corners of, uh, of the river, um. So we kind of knew about that going in. Um, in fact, actually, as we're making our way down, there is kind of like a fork in the river, and we see kind of like on the left-hand side where um, you can you can hear the rushing of the river, almost like there is like a waterfall over there. No, it's it's just the rapids, and it's moving relatively quickly. So, Ashley, knowing that we're not experienced kayakers, instead of us taking the left-hand side where the adventurers went, uh, the the other folks in our party, to kind of get in in some of those swifter moving rapids, we go down the right-hand side that is more calm. It was very apparent to us as we were seeing it. So, we go down this right-hand side, and, and, and there's a little bit of rapids there, you know, just enough to kind of, you know, quicken your boat up up a little bit to be like, Ooh, that's a, that's, that's a little quick there, you know, just, just to kind of get the, you know, heart pumping a little bit and, you know, we're having fun. It's, it's fine. Um, but as, as we're going through a, a, a certain portion, um, again, of kind of some of these, these rapids, um, I hear, out in the distance behind me. And I guess at this point I should mention that because of either our inexperience or the way that we were doing it, uh, Lucky and I had kind of uh, fallen behind a little bit with Lucky being behind me. Um, so I, I hear in uh, the distance, I'm stuck on a rock and i um i i panic i I turn my head, and um you know, swift movements like that I mean these are just little rickety, uh well, not rickety, but they're they're you know kayaks little plastic kayaks are not known for their stability, you know it's like you you get into it, there's a little foam seat, and it just kind of you know it, it's up to you to kind of stabilize yourself so. I kind of whipped my head around and it it was it was enough to kind of like tip into the water a little bit, enough to like splash water into my lap and kind of startle me a little bit. Um yeah, cold water in the lap, that'll <laughs> that'll get your attention every time. But I I noticed behind me that Lucky has gone um, a ground up on a, a relatively large rock boulder thing in the, in the middle of this river. She's stuck. Like, you know, the, the whole nose of her kayak is, uh, pointing straight up into the air. And I, I get this, this, um, very sudden primal urge that, you know, I, I am going to, uh, park my kayak, on the, uh, on the side of the, the river, you know, I'm just going to land, hoe it, you know, kind of, kind of turn a little bit, get onto, uh, the side and I'm going to mount a rescue operation, you know, despite, you know, having no idea how, um, you know, any of this stuff works. I'm not an experienced kayaker, but yeah, I'm still, I, I'm, I'm going to land, hoe it. So I kind of, um, I, I start, you know, kind of, uh, uh, not realizing this at the time I'm fighting the current. Um, I'm in a bit of a rapid myself and I'm trying to get my kayak, uh, to go to the right hand side so I can kind of run it aground land basically and get onto the side of the river. And I, I, I successfully do that a little bit like I get like you know I could feel like the gravel kind of kind of scrape against the bottom of the kayak and I'm kind of like halfway there and just as I'm about to kind of like shimmy my way out of the kayak to again mount this uh, uh, this uh, rescue operation um, the I I could feel the back of the kayak kind of shift and, um, and, and just with, with the current and the rapid and it breaks loose and kind of, um, uh, I, I'm going down this rapid backwards at this point. And even at that point, I'm not panicking because I'm not moving fast, but I know I'm moving and I'm like, okay, well, that's fine. All I gotta do is, you know, kind of, kind of, or real quick around, kind of turn myself around and, you know. Do do a better land hoe, and then I'll uh, I'll be okay. Um, I don't know exactly what happened next. I don't know if I shifted my weight too much or what, but long story short, I flipped over. Um, I uh I tipped over all the way around in uh in my kayak. Into the cold water, and I, I I remember this happening like in terrifying slow motion. It's like I could feel the water spilling in, uh, just like I had like a moment or two earlier when it kind of uh, spilled onto my lap. But this time, it's like I can I can feel the water pouring in as it tipped and I went under. And I'm still inside the kayak at this point, and. All I remember is while I'm under the water, I'm kind of like frantically kicking, trying to kind of kind of kick my way out of the boat, which I evidently did. Um, and uh, so I don't know where the boat is. I don't know where I am, but I I uh, uh, keep my head um, out of the water. And y- you might a good question. You might ask at this point is were you wearing a life jacket and the shortest answer to that is no I um uh flashing back when we were out on the lake last year um you know Ashley gives us all life vests uh, and and I think if I remember correctly the explanation was like just in case the game warden you know stops us we've got we got life vests but like a dork I put mine on much to the, you know, uh, amusement of, uh, the folks that, that I was with, they were kind of poking fun at me, um, a little bit. So this time, you know, I'm going to be like the cool kids. I'm not, I'm not going to wear my life vest and I'm just going to kind of, you know, use it as a, as a, a seat back cushion, uh, like, uh, like everybody else was, you know, I'm one of the cool kids. Um, but, um, but yeah, so, so as I'm in this, uh, cold river water, literally struggling for my life. I I don't know how else to call it. Um, um, you know, I, I, I somehow reached out and grabbed onto my life vest before it got swept away. And I'm just, I'm just basically getting swept down the river. I don't know how far I traveled. Uh, you know, I, I, I would say, you know, maybe like as far as 50 to a hundred yards, quite, quite a bit. And, um, I I didn't I, so I, so I learned two things uh while this was happening. One, when you're in a panic situation, your brain literally stops working because I I couldn't think. I I couldn't I couldn't like um uh, rationalize anything um, all I could concentrate on was keeping my head above the water and just kind of like desperately waving my hands I I couldn't and and because of like I I I'm guessing like the cold water or something, you know, I was having trouble breathing and I couldn't, I couldn't even speak. I couldn't even like yell for help. Cause like, I remember a couple times where I was going to kind of yell out, help, help. And, and just like, I couldn't even like catch my breath enough to formulate, uh, that, uh, um, uh, let alone yell, um, so yeah, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting swept down this river. The water is cold. I, you know, I'm desperately gripping onto this, uh, uh, life vest. I think I'm going to die, um, uh, like for real. And, um, and you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of like swimming desperately. I'm not a great swimmer to begin with. I'm, I'm not necessarily a water rat, but I, you know, I, I'm bouncing off of rocks and, and, and um, and it's interesting because like the this river, uh you know this uh a uh, stretch of the Callitz River, is not very deep. In fact, like as I'm getting um uh dragged down the river i I could feel like my legs like uh, you know, essentially my feet and legs banging against like the slick rocks below. um, you know, a rational thought would be like, well, you know, try to stand up, but again, i I couldn't, um uh, rationally think. Um, um, so yeah, so, so I eventually kind of, you know, wash up on like, kind of like this, this big rock. There was, uh, um, there, there was a couple of fishermen off to the side and I remember kind of like stretching out my hands, like you see in the movies, like, uh, uh, help me, help me. And, and because of the way the rocks and the water were there, you know, that it's not like they could really do anything for me, but I eventually kind of just, um, uh, kind of climbed my way up to the side and um, I just i just kind of sat there shaking for a while it, it took me a really long time to uh, get my composure now meanwhile while all of this is happening my uh my kayak had just kind of you know upside down floated down the river and one of the folks that we were with grabbed it and uh, dragged it off to the side and just kind of stuck there with it. Um, and everybody else in the party, you know, saw what was happening and they just kind of, um, uh, docked on the well not docked but uh you know ground themselves on the opposite side of the river and um i i did not know this at the time but apparently the entirety of the time where i'm just basically you know flailing there uh trying not to drown in three feet of water with with a life vest clutched in my hand um you know that they're, they're you know uh, I, I i discovered all this later but it was like you know they were telling me just to kind of like you know stop fighting the current and because that's the thing too that that was my biggest takeaway is that you know if you're trying to fight the current you will wear yourself out and drown before you get to shore and I was getting dangerously close to doing that and having no idea that that's what I was actually doing I was having the exact same fight or flight type of um thought process as it was when I was going to land home myself and go uh rescue lucky speaking of now th- this is more a uh, lucky story to tell i suppose than mine but um how she ended up uh kind of kind of getting uh out of her situation was kind of from what i understand she just kind of like uh got herself out of her kayak while it was aground on the rock and then just kind of um yeah you know, she went into the water uh fell into the water basically but the way the current was and the rapid it just kind of like softly curved around this boulder and she kind of you know uh, uh tumbled a bit down but it, Instead of dragging her down the river like it did with me, it just kind of, uh, uh, just kind of spit her out on the side of the, uh, shore and she was able to kind of, uh, make her way, uh, back, um, Lots of bumps and scrapes. Um, I know like my, my, uh, shins, uh, kind of look like Joe Pesci at the end of casino after getting baseball batted to death. Um, Lucky actually ended up worse than I did. She's got like, you know, some decent, uh, scrapes on her, uh, uh forearms, a uh, skinned elbow, and, and, and some pretty nasty bruises. Um, but, you know, as, as, uh, Lucky put it later, you know, um, nobody needed stitches. Nobody needed to get helicoptered out and, and nobody got dead. So, um, I, I, you know, I, I, I suppose it all worked out okay. And, um, the, the funny part about that is that that was still very early in our adventure. We still had like uh, like over six miles left of river, uh, back to go down. But, uh, the longest story shortest is that, yeah, after we, after we all made it back, like there was like a fisherman nearby in a motorboat who ended up crossing the river to pick up Lucky and bring her back around. I ended up walking down across the slippery, uh, rocky shore, um, you know, very shaken up, um, just kind of trying to, I eventually made it back to the kayak, um, flip myself over one more time after I got back into it, uh, trying to cross the the river and, uh, but I eventually made it, the party got back together and we, uh, finished our adventure with, without incident. It was, um, and, and I gotta tell ya, it was, uh, tranquil and serene and nice. I mean, uh, rain kind of rolled in a little bit and kind of rained on us, which was kind of actually nice and refreshing at the time. Saw all kinds of cool animals. You know, a, a couple deer, um, a baby bald eagle, and an adult bald eagle kind of perched up in, in in a tree there, staring at us. Uh, uh, lots of Canadian geese and and yeah, it was it was a great time um, and you know, as I was talking to some coworkers, uh, uh, earlier today, it was like, I, I would totally do it again, knowing what I know now. Um, I'm a little more experienced, a little more seasoned. And I, I, I guess I take the river a whole lot more serious now because I, um, yeah, man, I almost died. And I, so I'm, I'm glad to, uh, be here talking with you now um, and uh, and that'll do it for this week's episode thank you so much for listening and if you want to listen to our past shows subscribe on SoundCloud Apple Podcast, Stitcher or wherever else you download and listen to your podcast. Like, share, rate and review the show. Tell us what you'd like and what you'd like to hear more of in the future. Mike Seibert Radio is produced by Dave Sanders or my guest Nicola Whalen. My name is Mike. This has been Mike Seibert Radio don't miss wave fest on august 23rd and be back next week where uh guests greg t and yoshi are going to talk about transformers reanimated and until next time make good choices
2: you've been listening to the mike Cybert radio podcast follow us on facebook twitter and instagram by searching at mike Seibert radio email us at mikesybertradio at gmail.com The spelling on that, of course, is S-E-I-B-E-R-T Call into the voicemail hotline at 231-224-MIKE Once again, that's 231-224-6453 Special thanks to Michael Geisler for our theme music For more like it, check out bydoormusic.com. This has been a Mike Cybert Radio production